Hello, welcome to episode 141. Uh, I don't want to think before I talk. I'm talking to Stu and Wigo. Um, we are uh, talking about things that have made us laugh for over 25 years. It's pretty obscure at times. Speaking of obscure, if you want to check out uh, Roy and G's 1996 classic Donfest, uh, you can find them on YouTube. That's all you got to type in. Roy and HG Donfest. 1996. And then I can ask you, when I see you, what are your thoughts on Donfest? What are your ideas on Cricket Max? This idea that Martin Crow's come up with. Do you like the coloured uniforms? The blue eye soil? Uh, yeah. That's all I'm going to explain. Which is nothing. Meh. Yeah, my cat's starting to do that. That's how. <laughs> that's how when it's annoyed in the night when I'm not feeding it or something. That's the sound it makes. I Meh. thought I was holding a cigar. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, that's what we say. You gotta feed me, sir. <laughs> Why have you fed me? Gotta go. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna what's that gun called with the bloody thing? A Gatling it? gun. Gatling gun. Oh, I got my Gatling gun, sir. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go and drive by shooting, sir. <laughs> Go and call Toothpick Charlie. <laughs> that's, that's how he sounds. Um, how is the sleep going? Is, do you sleep better with like based on work, Buckland, if you if you have work, or is it just forever? Uh, I, I I suppose I have been sleeping better because I haven't been as stressed and haven't been working as crazy hours. Mm. Um, but I still do manage to keep kind of waking up with work mares. Oh, yeah, they're not fun. Just different work mares now. And, right. But they're irritating because it's just like admin-based. <laughs> Issues, yeah. I'm waking up, going, what? I've lost yeah. sleep over that. <laughs> what are your some... What are your work mares, Wiggins? Now, yeah, um, they're not. They're, they're definitely nowhere near as as epic as they used to be. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's more just have I. You know, oh, I shouldn't have said that to that person today, or you know, it's those things because most of my work is now just based around having conversations with people. Right. So Do you guys legit um, have them very much though. Like I I don't. I one thing um about being a teacher and having work mares is I don't know whether I'm the teacher or the student in them. If that makes sense, right? You, yeah. A lot of it is like, oh, I'm, oh, okay. I, I am I the teacher? I don't know what I'm teaching, or oh, I'm a student. And sometimes it just, you know, as dreams I want to do, it just flits back and forth, and it's just complete confusion. I never yeah. know. Yeah, I never really it, know. It doesn't where help I am. if one of your students tells you to pick up ten pieces of paper. That's that's right. You know, like a teacher will say, oh, you've got to teach this class now. I'm like, I'm not prepared. It's always that. Like, I'm not prepared. I don't know at all. But then sometimes it's at our 
at our old school and sometimes you might yeah. be there as students and then i get very oh. confused in the dream of what i'm meant to be doing oh, whether you're teaching us yeah well it's like it's just all you know that's what it's all about it's all a complete mess of like you say not to that i want to play handball yeah and then <laughs> that's right i would rather be the student and then i could just you know you know bugger about being yeah. confused as a student that's oh, that's okay but yeah being lost as a teacher not not so fun He's just doing it. I was just saying to Wigo, my cat goes, meow, when it gets annoyed. Sounds like it's from the 30s. Like a th- yeah, 30s gangster. Meow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've closed the door. Yeah, so we, might, we might hear him come in and yeah, announce, you know, we've got to go and shoot oh. some people. I tell you, cats are just a joy, aren't they? Um, my One of pets, my cats. Pets in general. A, a morning ritual that we enjoy. Uh, is, uh, you know, might have the doors closed because I get up way earlier than anyone else or so close all the doors. So, you know, to try and muffle a bit of noise I might be making, a cat will come to the door, yell to be let in. I will open the door. It will turn away and walk away. <laughs> oh, and give you the asshole. Yeah. And we might repeat that five or six times. <laughs> Until uh, until I go and you know decide to give them some breakfast, perhaps. So yeah. cats, they're not morning friends. So I'm going to make an excellent segue into what I wanted to talk about, which is obscurity. Um, and in particular, I, I just want to tell you about cats. I have trained my cat to sit when I feed him, and when he sits ready for his food, I say, "Sit, Ubu, sit." And then he sits and I say, good dog. And then I pat him and give him his food. And it brings me so much joy. My children were like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, of course, well, that was going to be my question. <laughs> well, I believe it was at the end of like. Family know, ties. Family ties or and maybe Alf or something like that was like, was like this, the, the company that made the, I guess, production company that made family ties had a picture of a Ooh, dog. Boo. Yeah, and it said, sit, Ubu, sit. And then the dog would bark and he would say, good dog. And it made me so happy that now I do that with my cat. He's still going off, all right. Meow. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about the lo- your love of obscurity. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's going to lead to a, an obscure chat, which will only be enjoyable for us <laughs> and no one else. Well, but that- that's fine. That's fine. Before you do that, though, yeah, I got some more ubu gear. Um, <laughs> Great, I'm all for it. <laughs> I um, so I work in podcasting, and when we're when I have talked to people or companies, etc., about creating audio logos, if they're if they're interested in creating a podcast for their business or whatever, I I um reference that sometimes in terms of what's a good yeah. like tag for your mm-hmm. business yeah so it's got to be uh, i always kind of pitch something that was slightly odd mm-hmm. but that's what makes it memorable so um you know there's no reason to think that if you were out of context, thinking you heard someone say, sit, ubu, sit, good dog, yeah. that had something oh. to do with this is our production company. 
Yeah. Right? But how memorable is it? Yeah, that's right. There's another one which is like Bad Hat Harry. I don't know who, what that one is, but I remember it's just a line from Jaws, but it's yeah. some Bad Hat Harry and that's the name of their production company. Yeah. And, but I don't know what show, but I remember that at the end of the show. There's that. Uh, there's also the Rick and Morty one, not that I would probably reference certain reasons. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, did you get that? Like just mm-hmm. something simple and memorable and slightly odd like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think as, as weird as it is, it's also very effective in yeah, terms of it's, a memorable it's, it's sting. It's, yeah, it's in there and it's buried in there. So a couple of things, we're going to really get into that, but like our love of obscurity, we were talking earlier tonight, um, Stu, about how you just say phrases out loud. In, in your day-to-day that are from either TV shows, mainly The Simpsons. If Often The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, or we sing, you just sing a little song that is, I always find, a really catchy song. I'll probably sing it for about 20 minutes over and over and over <laughs> yeah. and, and out loud, and then it's gone and it's gone forever unless I've yeah. recorded it or write it down. Um, and as we were saying, it's, it's often... One day I'm going to do this and forget other people are in the room, and mm. they're going to, especially in the workplace, and think that's that's pretty weird. That would be pretty weird. I'll be a pretty weird fella <laughs> singing all these songs all over town or saying these <laughs> phrases all over town yeah. for no reason. Um, but what do you what do you think it is that sticks in your head or or like? I, I I have a feeling we're all a bit the same where we're all sort of joyful when these moments arise. Yeah, there's moments in time where you just kind of. I don't know, but sometimes you may not necessarily be with the people that you have that moment with, but mm-hmm. you all watched something at the same time or you all heard something at the same time. We came together and someone mentioned it and yeah. then it became part of our verbiage. Yes, right. The, 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 the we'll lack- accept verbiage. Yeah, verbiage. <laughs> let me just hang on. Let me just go through the on the, on the wisdom. Uh, and uh, yeah, verbiage is correct. Verbiage, yeah, uh, yes. I, I, I think it probably operates on a bit of a subconscious level. In that, you know, someone might say something that's in a similar kind of tempo or cadence mm. to a phrase you've heard before. Like I, I gave you the example earlier of finding myself walking around a corner and someone being there that I didn't realise was there and me suddenly realising that I'd been saying to myself out loud, big shoes to fill, big shoes to fill, <laughs> which is from The Simpsons, the obviously the the episode where yeah. um, they're talk, we're trying to work out who, uh, like the, the fact that it was... Um, yeah, Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob instead of Krusty the Clown. That's right. Um, but, but that that can backfire. Like, obviously, that would be weird, but I've done it on a worse level where I walked into a staff room <laughs> and someone, they were talking about someone was, like, grooming, uh, <laughs> you know, a young person, and I my that came out of my mouth before I thought, which was Homer saying, grooming, eh? And that's not the right tone <laughs> in that situation. Luckily, like, you know, there were enough people in the room that knew what I was talking about. But I was just like, oh, maybe just think about think... the context of what's being said here. 
before you yeah. go, hmm. But it's a compulsion almost. Yes. Like you, yeah, it's a sickness. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, anytime like you, anyone complains about anything at work, my first yeah. point of call is we used to live in a rolled-up newspaper in a septic tank. And <laughs> now yeah. there's a real disconnect between because there's right. probably 10 years between me and the people that I work with. Yes. And I have to explain that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember very clearly, like, my dad saying to me, like, when you when he started showing us all his favourite shows and movies, he realised that now we would realise he now had never had an original funny <laughs> thing to say in his life, right? <laughs> Which I've, it's always stuck with me uh, that that was the case. <laughs> and I'm slowly watching Seinfeld with Noel. I'm sort of curating and watching you know, all the really wacky ones first and, you know, jumping about the series so um, so I can watch it. And the amount of time she's like, oh, I've heard you say that. Oh, oh, so now that's where that's from. Like every time I say when's dinner, you say, oh, it'll be about five, ten more minutes. Like that's just Justine and I have always said that at all times, which is, you know, the Chinese restaurant um, yeah, episode. Like, and it's just... It's a compulsion to just have so many lines that are referenced from other shows. Even we go, I know this is one of your favourites, the the barber shop episode of Seinfeld where Kramer says, out of nowhere, when they're talking about Edward Scissorhands, I'd like to have shoehorn hands. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? And I, and that came on and she was like, that's where that's from? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> because the girls love Edward Scissorhands. And every single time yeah. they watch Edward Scissorhands, I have to say, I'd like to have shoehorn hands. And you know, and she just thought that was a weird thing for dad to say, but now she yeah. now there's just so much. Well, I I do have a few things I kind of say when a conversation will reach that point where you, there's nothing really left to say. Yeah. And the the main one I, I say, like uh, Ben was talking about before in the Monty Python realm, was I just go, We've got lumps of it around the back. <laughs> Obviously, apropos nothing, but no, that's right. But I just, I again, it's a compulsion. I, I, it's out before I've decided to do it almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and as you're saying, we go like we've reached that point where, you know, especially at school, like I, you used to be able to just say Simpsons reference after Simpsons reference in class. And all the students would know exactly what you're talking about. But then gradually that's just getting less and less. And, you know, the references are all memes and everything like that, but that's all fractured. But The Simpsons is so long ago. So sometimes, yeah, if you say something and it just weirds out and, and my students get like, what? I'm like, oh, <sighs> all right, that's from this episode. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you know? YouTube. Yeah. Ooh. Or a lot of times I just, you know, I just say things to entertain myself and they have no idea that, Something was said. Something was said. Um, yeah, I think it's our age as well, though, because there are shows now which I love and enjoy, mm-hmm. and but I I don't the things don't get stuck in your head as much because I I think when we consumed the other stuff that did Simpsons, yeah. Seinfeld, etc., was when we were younger and our brains were spongier and <laughs> yeah. 
Like I, I think mean, there was also like I always felt that there was a real there was a need to watch it and watch it properly. Yeah, and watch it because, over and over again. Yeah, like people that's would right. hate I, I suppose that's the thing. And you would just, and especially the Simpsons, because like the first six seasons were just on for like 10 years. At 6 o'clock, every six night, o'clock. Yeah. the Channel Simpsons 10. were on. Yeah, well done, yeah. Channel 10. And it was just, that was on repeat constantly. And it was on, my mum didn't like the Simpsons, but it was always on in our house. <laughs> because I just, I'm not watching the news, I'm watching yeah. the Simpsons. Yeah, and my mum would say, not this again, not this episode. Yeah. Same with Seinfeld. <laughs> I just they were just on all the time and just watch them and watch them and watch them until yeah they're burnt into your brains and you know like my, when my kids started watching The Simpsons they thought I was a wizard because I could just tell I would just say yeah. what the next what's the next line going to be and you'd be like I don't know and you just say it and you're like wow and like oh, that's thought- that's an impressive thing for you now at age eight but give it a couple of years yeah. He can't, well, in their minds, they thought he can't possibly have wasted so much time that he kept re-watching this stuff that he's remembered it. It must yeah. be some sort of supernatural skill. Yeah, and now it's like, you know, there's the what I can share from The Simpsons is so there's maybe three or four phrases like your tomorrow night's dinner. That always, that's easy to, hey man, that's, to throw I, out. I have to continuously explain my Instagram handle oh, Baron because Von of that episode. Yeah, yeah. Because of that episode. That's right. Like that's the yeah. one that I showed Noel just for that moment, just so I can say, "You will hear this phrase a lot." You were well, tomorrow's dinner. I um started watching The Simpsons from scratch with my son. Yeah. Um, and we went through every episode up until like season twenty six, where we both oh, wow. really twenty six. Wow. Where we kind of both mutually went. That's a long way. I could, we got to about 12, I reckon. We're kind of done here. Yeah. Um, but um, he <laughs> just thinks we're, um, it, it, it's an enjoyable shared experience in that, like, we're at the um, supermarket uh, going through the chicken bit and he saw a packet of chicken necks. <laughs> and it blew his mind because yeah. he thought that was something stupid that was just on The Simpsons when Ralph goes, what's for lunch tomorrow? That's right. <laughs> Next. Go home, Ralph. <laughs> Chicken necks. That's right. I'm the same. It's like I will never any time. It's so rare to see them, but you'll be like, oh, that's right. It's the same as like tethered swimming. Like it's just I don't feel right. It's just a phrase. Anyway. These are, as we know, these are all Is this things. Is the that... obscurity you were after? When yeah, yeah, you yeah, told exactly, us that... exactly. It's getting worse. It'll get worse. Because what I wanted to talk about is why, why um, after so many years, and I'm talk, thinking like 35 years at least, why does Roy and HG still uh-huh. affect me in the exact same way? Uh, they are old. They are both, I'm guessing, in their 70s. Uh, uh, Greg Picaver is definitely in his 70s. I think yep. 71. John Doyle's about four or five years younger, I think. And their routine is exactly the same. Yeah. But because it's all basically improvised every week, yeah. I react exactly the same to them all the time. And I and it's it's I guess it doesn't bear thinking about. Because it just brings me so much joy. I don't need to yeah. like analyze why. But do you have the same? I know Buckland. You, you've sort of worked with, or at least engaged with them at some point, haven't you? 
um, HG was doing some work at Channel 10, but I didn't necessarily have any direct thing to do with him. I've talked a lot to his son. Yes. (laughs) Right. And we're going to get to that. (laughs) Who works in podcasting as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is is a bit odd. But um, I know what you mean. Uh, sorry, when I say his son, uh, HG's son, sorry. Yeah. Pick over son. Um, but I know what you mean. Like, it just seems like <laughs> it, it's it's the same show yeah. every week. Yep. Year after year. Yes. And yet somehow is just as, like, attention holding <laughs> yeah. as it always was. And I, you know, I think in my mind, like most of the entertainers that I like, I can kind of see their formula and understand why I enjoy it. Yeah. But with them, on face value, on paper, you would kind of think, well, that would get boring after a while. Yeah. Yeah. But it never does. No, and they don't seem bored. Like, that's the thing. It's not, they never seem like they're going through the motions. No, there is a constant, the the ability to be able to take those small pieces of what they're just coming in with and create entire worlds out of. That's the thing, isn't it? These little, little blocks of information that they just throw to each other. Yeah. And then 45 minutes into the show, and it's created this whole entire new thing out of and nothing. It, I so, think that's the key is that they constantly surprise each other. Like it's not stale to them. Because they've been that, doing it since the mid-80s. Yes. Like yes. how can it not be? I don't know. I do not know. It's that they just fall back into this routine of just, hey, I'm going to set you up with what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. And and like you said, we go, it's that world building. So really what it comes down to is, well, the question I was going to ask you is like how much does that has that influenced your own life? Like I think that we wouldn't do this without Roy and HG. Podcasting, you mean? Yeah, I don't think I would do it in the same way, whereby whatever you're going to say, it has as much validity as anything else. And when we're, when we're fully dicking around, whatever you say, we, you make it into a truth, right? That's how it works. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, that's true. Let's expand <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's not like, well, I don't know how did that work. It's just yeah. if I don't understand, I'm going to ask you how did that work? And you don't go, oh, I don't know, I'm being stupid. You go, well, it could. And we, then then it's just everyone trying to work out how the world works now that you've created. I, well, I, I, would s- I would say that you've probably kind of put it in the absolute correct way in that I think it was probably, without realising it, podcasting before podcasting. Yeah. In that, like, it was very unlike any radio other radio show that yeah. I listened to at least. Um, because it was, you know, it wasn't tightly structured. It wasn't, you know, you have 
one thought per break yeah. in quotation marks, which That's right. which is kind of a, a radio staple in that, you know, you don't want to be too, you you just want people hooked in on one idea in between yeah. two in one segment, that sort of thing. It was essentially, you know, two blokes crapping on with whatever they felt like chatting about. Yeah. Which sums up podcasting to a T. Yeah, wasn't... it was always long form, wasn't it? It was always, always like well, we're gonna start form. talking about this and we'll and if it's going well then we'll yeah. come back to it after and, the song and, or after the break. And similar to kind of podcasting experiences we have, they would probably have a list of topics, but if they get to topic two <laughs> and, and then they're talking about in. it for an hour, <laughs> yeah. they can throw the rest of the topics out and just keep talking about it till the end of the show, you know? Yeah. That and that's the thing, thing. I, I never, you never get a sense they're running out of steam by the end of the show. You never get a sense that they're, even I never get a sense that they're repetitive. Like they're no. oh, they're repeating even a premise, which I don't understand. That's what I really can't figure out. Yeah, and but and, and I I don't know. I think that's a great point. I think like they're doing a similar thing each week. But if someone said to me, "All right, show me an example of where they repeated themselves," yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I'd do that. No, no. Do you think so, that the fact that they don't? Like a huge part of that is the fact that they do not talk to each other outside of that yeah. space. No, probably that's right. Right, they so don't. they they have, and, and I would say that is influential too. If I have an idea that I want to talk to you about, like this, like yeah. I thought, oh, I want to, I want to talk to the just you two about Roy and HG. Well, I'm not going to tell you, and so that's the other thing is like. I, if I get an idea of what I want to talk to you about, I won't. Usually, we we message each day, like mm. random stuff, or what about this, or did you see that happen, or even random questions that you might throw at each other. Yeah. But when I have an, a topic, then I'm like, oh, I've got to withhold that for this stuff because you just go, oh, it's better, way better if you're unprepared. I don't want to think before I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. I think we've got a title, <laughs> but yeah. Here's the other question, though. Was it weird? We were already big fans. Was it weird in 2000 when they became enormous doing the Sydney Olympics when they did the dream for that 16 days? And if you're not, if you're listening still uh, and you weren't aware, they did the Sydney Olympics. They had events all night and then for an hour at first, it was this Roy and HG. Whoever had the idea will put Roy and HG on for an hour. And then it went nuts really quickly. The athletes, they worked out very quickly. All the athletes were watching it. Everyone started watching it. And then it was two hours and it was just for 16 days. It was so weird. Mm. And then it just became, it was enormous by the end of it. Yeah. Was that weird for you to be almost like a band that you like from obscurity? Oh, all yeah, of a sudden everyone everyone's talking it. to you about yeah. it. Yeah. Um no, I don't think so because I just think it was so perfect for the time. Yeah. It was so of its moment. So, I don't know, if it had been some sort of raging popularity that endured and endured, yeah. then maybe I would feel that way. Yeah. But it was kind of a just a two-week slab of hilarity yeah it was a good time <laughs> really good times yeah um and 
everyone so I, th- I think maybe got a crack at it. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, and I think maybe because it was such a short period that that show was on. Yeah. I was happy to share it with other people. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, Wigo's mum still says, yeah. hello, boys, every yeah. time <laughs> it sees it, which is from 2000. Exactly. A little piece of obscurity, right? So yeah. it's A little piece of obscurity. That's right. It's that they're very good at, at cultivating that. I mean, they one of my favourite moments of television ever was when they had Club Buggery, Great name for a show. In my top five favorite shows. Yeah. And that again was them as they do best. And then they would interview people and it would just be weird. Um, and they had Mike Myers came on. I don't know what he was in Australia promoting. And he said some really rude joke. And the audience sort of reacted like, oh, we're a bit uncomfortable. And he just stopped and he said, Sorry, you're taking offense at that? This show is called Club Buggery. And it was like this like Emperor's New Clothes moment where everyone was like, oh yeah, I don't know why we just ignored the fact that a show is called Club Buggery. That doesn't matter that, much in Australia, Mike. No. And that, again, but that's what he that's why he wanted to be on it. He was just like, yeah. there's a show called Club Buggery. Yeah, imagine <laughs> I want to be on this show. That's amazing. What the hell? Because I Imagine every other country in the world, bar Australia, takes the word buggery on its literal meaning. That's right. That's right. As you would. <laughs> Why is there a show on it? I don't understand. Where they give away meat raffles and things like that. It's so strange. Oh, it was just, yeah, bizarre. It was like it, uh, an RSL in yes, primetime yes. TV every weekend. Yeah. So they, they had, sorry, go ahead. And the Late Show. That and the Late Show were. Yeah. Yeah. Two pieces of must-watch yeah. television, and you on want a to Saturday talk about night, yeah, quoting things uncontrollably. Mm. Yes, and now Late Show is up there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I even say it to like Jazz, and I'm like, oh, you know, you didn't watch it. All right, let me just show you this clip. Like, <laughs> get a, yeah. Anyway, we can go on about quotes from that. But anyway, so we, what about the Uber effect of of obscurity in the fact that when i was in year 11 and 12 i used to tape roy and hg when they did um Mm. this sporting life on triple j three hours i think on a saturday and i used to tape and take all the songs out and it would you know basically fill a 90 minute tape right and then i recorded one in 1996 where they talked about don bradman (laughs) and the idea of Donfest and I recorded it and it was so good immediately because I would just do it every week and tape over the tape, listen to it all week and then tape over it. And it was so hilarious immediately that I kept the tape. Yes. And, and then I thank you so much that you did. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a one of the, probably the greatest achievement I've ever, ever. It's, a, it's literally bought more joy than anything I, I've created myself. Like without well, a doubt. We, we quote it to each other to this day, which is, you know. Yeah, 27 years. 27 years. Even just the noise. What do you mean? Just that. Yeah. Dink, dink, dink. Don't the coppers. And so I recorded it. It was great. I kept it on tape. It. I made a copy of the tape at one point. 
I, I remember being in Stu's car with Justine and then they like, released I've got it. Donfest. I've got Donfest on um yep. on tape. We listened to it. She was like, What is this? And I'm like, this is a Roy Day. She says, It's so funny. And I'm like, Yes, I yeah. know. I don't know. I just happened to just capture this gold. No, they didn't release it, we go. Didn't in they? about in about 2006 or something. It, it was one episode of their weekly radio yes, show. Yes, they did every single yeah, every single week for 20 years. Yes. And I found the tape at Mum and Dad's and I gave it to Nick, the lovely producer of this podcast, and I said, "Can you can you make this digital?" And you cuz he'd mentioned that you can do that. And I was like, "If I can get Donfest onto my <laughs> I guess at the time iPod, yeah, then that'll be That's... amazing. In which I was able to do, and then I could send it. I could email it probably in two thousand six, two thousand seven. I could email it straight to Buckland as soon yep. as that was available to him. And now, like it's it's on my phone. It's on. It's never never been off. It, it's sat device. on my desktop ever since. I yeah. won't. I won't take it off. No. And it's, why? It's... Why do I have this? Why do I have this image yeah. in my brain? Yeah. Of like you know the old tape containers and they were big uh-huh. plastic. Like they weren't the small see-through like perspex ones. Yeah. That would fold. I know what you mean, like the real They'd hard the sort big, of plastic ones. Hard yeah. ones. Make a big actually, sound when you crack them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have this image in my brain yep. of one of those, like a double tape with a Donfest logo on the front of it. And I don't know where that's come from. That, that is a dream. You've had a... Maybe had that's a, a fever dream that I've had. A, because, yeah, that is... that is Not a work mayor, thankfully. No. no. But it's not available. A I, what I should do is upload it because someone has uploaded, like, their actual tapes that they released. Oh, why don't we put it on YouTube for others to enjoy? Yeah, that's right. It's it, it, There's a Tool Talk and there's a Pound for Pound or something that I used yeah. to have as well. But this is probably like my favorite comedy thing ever. Yeah, we, and- I I hold myself back from quoting it back to you more. Well, I don't know why you would. It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, just not to- because I'm worried that there might come a day when we're no, like over it's 27 it. years later. <laughs> but you, Buckland, even talking to you every now and then, I will say something to, you and you'll just go, "Yes," and that's, yes. Just, that's all it is. It's just. <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere, and I, I know exactly where that is. I know anytime anyone mentions Ian Chapel, that if any one of us is around, we're going to talk about Bernie Chapel. <laughs> Chapel would never play cricket like it's. I know for anyone listening to this, having yes. heard it would be a great help yes. for context. But that aside, yep. it's a good example of what I was saying before yep. about. Uh, the fact that, you know, if they had a list of topics, uh, but something they yeah. could feel that there was energy behind something and yeah. that they should run with it, that the yeah. rest of it should go. So <laughs> the, this idea that they would, there was a, a bunch of TV shows around Don Bradman at the time. Yeah. It was going to um, be just based on an interview. Ray based Martin on one interview. interview and, and, Don and Bradman actually extrapolated extrapolated it out that it yeah. should be a month of different shows and different festivals and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um 
Um, but they obviously loved the idea so much and talking about the idea so much that they actually tried to talk about some other topics and, they just and then coming back found to themselves yeah. coming back to this first topic. Yeah. So um, I think that's a good example of just when you feel that something's got momentum, you've got to let it run. Yeah. And even that's the whole point is that they they, they go away from it and then they just keep coming back to it. It's just such yeah. a goldmine. They even talk about Ian Baker Finch being terrible at golf which is easily as funny as yep. the Donfest stuff but it just doesn't have like I don't, I don't know what it is it's 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 their delivery it's it's just being able to say lord ted dexter like it's just it's it's building it's it's just continual building on a foundation yeah and it's and it yeah like i i would have to say not and i don't know if i've even expressed it i don't think any piece of culture in my life has brought me as much sustained consistent joy like yeah. as a as a one episode as a one-off thing yeah it's just unbelievable well i think there's i think the reason we find a bit of magic to it i guess yeah. is that there's no reason why it should be exceptional because it's it's no. just a normal episode in an in a, a, a of a show that ran for twenty seven years on Triple J, yeah, um, you know, ran for probably thirty to forty weeks of the year, thirty probably, yeah. Uh, it was just a, it was, it had every sign of being a bog standard episode, but it was because you happened to record it and we listened to it, and it, it just turned into one of the funniest things we'd ever heard. Yeah, and it got funnier on each listen. Yeah. And funnier and funnier. And again, like like we said, I can basically sing along with it at every turn. Mm. The thing that gets me every single time is they go to a question to the listener, which is how long how long was the lunch yeah. with the Don? And every time I think I wasn't listening and I have missed, but there's a bit that is missing where, you, where I've obviously edited, I, I haven't come back in time and missed the bit. But every time I listen to it, 27 years later, they ask the question, how long was the lunch with the Don? And I, I go, oh, I can't remember. And I go, no, it's not on the tape, but it always gets me. It's like so frustrating. And then I cut off when they actually talk to the person, I cut off their answer. So it's one thing 27 years later, I'll never know how long was the lunch with the Don. Like it's just, I want to yeah. know. Well, I, I think it's all, sorry, you go. Well, my question is <laughs> do the ABC have, have recordings? I mean, it's mm. a long time ago. Yeah. Why do we care about that? We got, I've got it digitally. I, I can upload it. I can, I'm Get sure I can there. upload it to YouTube and, and everyone can listen. Yeah, I'll do that. If the All ABC right. sues you about a recording from 27 years ago that, that they haven't tried they to haven't tried to monetize, monetize when they should have in the intervening period. When they definitely should have. Or well, except the in estate, my head. The estate, yes, apart <laughs> from the dream you had. Maybe the estate of Don Bradman will come and, you know, get all my stuff, put it in a truck for auction. Uh, all I was going to say was I think it, it, a lot of the reason why uh, I'll, I'll say a lot of the reason why I like bits are particularly funny to me is goes back to that delivery and cadence of how yes. it was said. Yeah. 
And then so it sticks in your mind more yeah. and becomes funnier with how with the re-quoting and the re, you know, sliding it into conversations. And it's yeah, like you said, it's not it's not everything they say, it's just the cadence of it and it's mm. it, everything that's built yeah. into it. Well, you know what? I'm I'm inspired now. I want to go and upload it to YouTube and share it with people. I'll link it to the already existing ones and uh We'll we'll spread it further because it it deserves it. You try and get Ro Belinda to share it, and then yes, it. yes, that's right. <laughs> we'll get if we can get that happening because it deserves to be heard. And we've made it. Yeah, we've then, made. You know, well, we would have made someone's day. Yes, we may have. Now I reached yes. out to John Doyle to speak to him when he released his book. Um, Did you really? Yeah, I I reached out um, and to see if he wanted to. Have a chat. I thought you never know. You never, you don't. You, you never know. And uh, but and then I obviously didn't hear back or anything like that. But I, I don't know if I could handle it. Like I really don't. Well, I, yeah, I understand that. But also, I, how I, did you reach out to, to the publisher? No, I I went through ABC, like to contact. You can contact them individually, oh. and I'm sure it wasn't him. I'm sure it was a production, yeah, um, yeah. company or something like that. But I I did think like. If I got an email response saying, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm free at this time, I don't know if I, I might say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I was like Mal Meninga, you know, like I'm going to sit down to interview and go, <laughs> I've made a terrible decision. I've made a terrible mistake. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Bye. come on. Uh, even if you said, look, we'll talk about your book in a moment, but I'm going to quote <laughs> this episode that you recorded 27 years ago <laughs> back right. to you for the first half hour. Yeah. What's your res- first response yeah. to What do you think Maywell of me Pateri? saying this? And then Martin Crow. Yeah, Martin Crow. Do you like yeah. the full eye uniform? <laughs> um, look, you, yeah, or the coloured uniforms. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I know that would, yeah, that would be a, a weird Max. moment. Well, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I would be petrified if I had to have a yeah. conversation with either of them, you know. Yeah. Even just in passing. Be like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't Cricket think I had, too. I think I said a hello to HG once when he yeah. was at, when I was working at Channel 10 and he was coming to do regular project spots. Yeah. Well, I don't think I could have mustered up too much more than that. Well, what about, I? did you come to my um, uh, uni graduating, graduation Buckland? I seem to th- remember you were there or at least you drove me there. Uh, well, it would probably be odd for me to drive you there and not hang around. So. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, really have a recollection of it. Yeah, I can't. I, I definitely know. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I remember very clearly, just before the ceremony, someone told me that John Doyle gave the address the day yeah. before. Yeah. So the graduating, there must have been other master's degree of teaching or something like that, and he gave the address the day before. And I just remember whoever gave our address, I was just sitting there with my arms folded, like God, so annoyed. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> That is just, why, why did I why did I know that's bullshit? <laughs> One day, God I'm damn it! I'm going to do my masters. <laughs> that was only that would have been like five years after Don yeah. Fest. Go that would have been fresh in his mind for not having sex a year earlier. <laughs> exactly. And we'll leave it on that lovely note. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I I, I understand. Uh, good luck to anyone who's listening trying oh, to piece together yeah. any of that. That was confusing yeah. to yeah, yeah. anybody. Sorry. I'm sure. Let's talk about obscurity and keep going and see well, how we go. Well, upload the video, upload put the, the video, link yes. in the show yeah. notes, and then everyone will, everyone will know, know what we're talking about. Everyone can know. Have a great no time. one will ever know how the lunch was.
<laughs> That's right. How long? With the lunch. With the, the don. Answer now. <laughs>